Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What's going on, everybody? Hope you are having a good week so far. So, quick little bit of promotion beforehand. I have a new single out called Let's Rave, and it's got three tracks on it's actually got five tracks on uh let's rave negativity die with me on the dance floor and then let's rave's been remixed by amara and meg ward so five tracks on spotify apple music beatport your local streaming platforms uh would love it if you could go and listen and share it with your mates also negativity and die with me on a dance floor die with you on a dance floor has a feature vocal from daddy dino and that leads nicely onto this podcast because daddy dino is on the podcast daddy dino is a very close friend of mine i've known him for a fair amount of years he's from new york he has gone under different names in the past and he created this Daddy Dino project, which is literally him. It's so him. It's like perfectly his, who he is as a person. And I love him to bits. Um, I really hope you enjoy this one because we got, we got a little deep. It was good. Um, we had this. These are just the conversations that him and I would just normally have. There's no like specific questions. It's just him and I having a great chat um I hope you enjoy it without further ado Daddy Dino how's it going sir Yo. going good bro living uh living in some turbulent times yeah man I haven't seen you for ages how's uh how's life pretty good look I'm trying to grow my beard out I was gonna yeah. say it's looking good man yeah still no, a long way off Dece- but it's Dece- getting there. December 1st I'm shaving off really why Oh, dude, I can't. It's not uh, it's not my kind of look. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're usually the like clean cut, like yeah. fresh, fresh looking baby face motherfucker. That's what I gotta look like, yo. <laughs> it's not. There's not gonna be much longer than that. I'm going gray, so it's like, yo, I gotta, dude, gotta get it, in, get it in while I can. I started going gray when I was like 15, and then like just the odd one here and there. And then, literally, since the beginning of lockdown, I've gave my the whole of my side of my hair is like yo, gray. me too, me too. Wait, I don't know. You gonna pick it up here? Oh, but, dude, you're good. Uh, Do you want to see this? Ready? Yeah, Let me take yeah. the headphones off. I won't be able to hear you. But look, it's like gray, like that's sexy. I'm practically a silver fox. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, that, that's the next step in life. You know my, what I mean. My dad is like super gray, so I think I got it from him. Uh, you in, you, are you in Staten Island right now? No, I'm in Bed Stuy. I've relocated since I've got back to uh, the states. Well, I came back for came back from Miami, obviously, and 
I got, I went down there and that's when everything closed down. I, that was like the, that would have been the most productive Miami week for me too. I had three gigs. I, I remember because you were going to be playing the All We Have Is Now party. Yeah, and, I was uh, playing that. You were I was there. Playing authentic. Yeah, I was there, dude. I was you were there. there and so, I I was... got, so <laughs> I got there like two, like, um, <laughs> The Thursday before, right? And it was still yeah. spring break, and it was wild down there. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, fuck this, this fucking COVID shit, man. It was like, this is not gonna be. I was like, this ain't gonna be a thing, yo. Like, and then, and then Sunday came, and they're like, yeah, shutting everything down. I'm like, this is not gonna sound good. And yeah. then, like, uh, um, I got the text from Nathan Morado. That you know, the party's off, man, and. Then like it was like dominoes and shitty dominoes and everything just started falling. It was spinning shit everywhere and I was just like, oh, this is here we go. And then you 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 know you canceled. I mean, get get there and like I was there. It was like me, Clyde P, my friend Karina that came with me, and uh, it was just like, oh, what do we do now? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember calling you. I was walking in my walking around in my kitchen. Um yeah. and you were like, bro, you should still do the party. Like it's gonna be off the chain. It's like still like happening <laughs> down here. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, let's just play it by ear. And then I called you two days later and was like, Yeah, mate, it's off. It's not happening. Yeah. And at that point I was kind of just like, I get it. I was like, I was living in this false sense of hope for a long time. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, you know what? I was like, this is not gonna, you know, like, ain't gonna be a thing. And here we are, eight months in, and uh, we're still living in really... that false sense of hope, man. I, I yeah. still think we're living in that false sense of hope. Like, I've pre- um, it sucks, but I've I've definitely accepted it at this point. I'm kind of just like, you know what? Here we are, and uh, it ain't gonna get better. And I'm just gonna use Instagram a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, Instagram's dangerous. It's like, yeah, I mean, a dangerous head fuck. I gotta just say, like anybody that's listening to this, if you get your news from Instagram, Facebook, CNN, or Fox, or wherever you get your news from, that's in the element of those. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> You're, you're well, lying to yourself. You, you saying you saying CNN and Fox and Instagram don't tell, don't yeah, tell the truth? No, <laughs> I mean people. I mean there is people out there that don't know that. So, oh, and man. there is people out there that know that and choose to ignore it because it fits their narrative. Well, I think this is the thing. Like, I spoke. I had uh, Jake Hanrahan on the podcast the other day, who's like a yeah. guy from. He runs Popular Front. And I've had this conversation a lot with people in the last like six months, especially. And it's like, we only follow people who we kind of like, and I don't mean like who we want in our circle. And generally people that we want in our circle think the same as, or believe in how we think. And I think that's, that's the unhealthy thing is that we just surround ourselves with people that that all have the same views of us. And then the minute somebody has a different view, you like, you cancel like, it. You yeah, cancel it. You cancel exactly. It. It's just like, like I'm a TV show. 
It be is. Canceled, yeah. Right? It is. I'm and still here in front of you, so I guess I'm not canceled. Somebody, um, somebody, I was talking to somebody the other day. I can't remember who it was. And uh, I was, they were just like, are you ever worried about being canceled? I was like, obviously, no. obviously you think about it, but I cancel myself every day to myself enough. Like I tell myself how much piece of shit I am and tell myself how I need to work harder and how I need to do that. No, no fucker can ever cancel you. Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, yo, know, like where over the last three years, especially when I first moved to the UK, like I, I had to go through a serious like um, reality check on certain things about myself that I probably would have never faced if I never left America. What were those? Um, like, bro, I was I was a very, I was very like uh, not so much cynical. I used to be a lot more cynical when I was younger, but most of it was just, dude, I was insecure, yeah. constantly getting in my own way. I would look. I'd had accountability issues. Yeah. It would always be somebody else's fault. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah, I, I just, I woke up one day and I was like, all right, I'm not going that way anymore. And now I don't give a fuck if somebody doesn't, if somebody has an opinion on me. Yeah. It's most likely because they don't know me because yeah. the people that know me know who I am. And those are the only people that really, like, I, I want to say those are the only people that really matter. But, like, I don't mean it in a way that's, like, fuck those people. I kind of mean it in a way, like, they just don't know who I am, so they don't understand. What What was it that kind of, like, broke the horse's like, back? Like, what what got, what, what was the wake-up call when you got there, when you woke up? It, it was more so, all right, so I think personality changes happened the first time I was there and then the second time I came back to Manchester it was more like more my um um motivation to do things and and like work for myself on things because I had a partner I had Kevin you know we were us and I love Kevin to death we still collaborate on things we're going to start the label together um and um I had to not be in the duo because as much as it wasn't fair to me, it wasn't fair to Kevin. Yeah. I, I got lazy. Um, and, uh, I wasn't really giving it my all towards the end of it because it was like, I was moving, he was there yeah. and it was kind of just like, didn't know where to go with it. And, um, it just wasn't fair. To, to both parties really more so I feel more so to Kevin you know yeah. um, and like I needed to like be like alright let me do this as a solo artist and and uh, see where I get with it and then all of a sudden like when I started to work for it things started happening you know and I'm not one of those uh, <laughs> oh, I put it in the universe kind of people like threw it out there and it came back to me like yeah go manifest parking spot outside see how that works for you yeah you know that's how that's how you can test something like that if you need if you think that you're sitting around manifesting things like you're not you're actually like working for them and then they're happening and then you're just like yeah i put it out there and i did it like you're just like you're just negating the fact that you worked hard for something 
I think that is, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head at the end of the day is like, we can work hard for so long and then nothing can come of it. Yeah. But if you keep working hard and you just keep going, eventually it's going to happen. Eventually. Everyone has their time at some point. Uh, You know, it's funny because, you know, you used to have the, the, well, you still have the podcast, the barbershop, right? And it's like, you stay in the barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. You know, like that's just, that's the truth, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's right, man. I think, I think it's, um, do you think it was just for you? It was just like a realization. Do you think it was like an age thing of where you're like, there's a few, there's a few things, bro. Like the second time I, I can actually link it to an event in my life where it was kind of like, all right, let me realize this now. Cause this actually happened to me. So I was like, I was working for, um, um, I was working for my father's friend doing like, you know, general construction, stuff like that. Like, and I went to go do some work at an, on his house. It was actually, it was actually today or yesterday. It might be a year, two years to the date now. Yeah. That, um, I was driving back from his place in Pennsylvania. And like, this is like something like straight out of a movie, but I don't care because it's true. Um, <laughs> It, it was raining out, right? And it was pouring rain. And I was driving his pickup truck. And uh, the roads coming back from Pennsylvania through New Jersey to go back to Staten Island are like serpentine like yeah. this, okay? And it's pouring out, you know? Um, I went to go switch lanes. I was doing speed limit. Speed limit was a little fast over there, but it was still doing it 65 miles an hour here. Um Dude, I just slid right off the road, landed 20 feet in the woods, completely totaled the car. Uh, windshield was destroyed, fucking tree branches and shit through the window. And I walked out with not a scratch on me. Yeah. It's lucky. And yeah. Okay. Every once in a while, I get this little test that, <laughs> that comes in my life. The, le- the last one was a little more my part being an idiot and not realizing something when I went to go do this. So yeah. in my, in my apartment, in my, in my apartment, um, I saw my neighbor walk into his apartment and I walked out and I forgot my key in the apartment and I'm on the seventh story. So I'm, I'm set, like on yeah. the top floor, right before the roof. And, um, <laughs> uh, his balcony is like this far from my balcony. <laughs> So it's actually like, this is now, this Why? is not the scale. <laughs> so I was like, yo, you have bed sheets? And I like tied bed sheets to the top of the balcony. And like, there's like this like little space by the window that you can try to like intercross, but it's not big enough. So like I tied it to my waist, I tied it to the balcony. And I was like, all right, look out. And uh, I started to like inch across this balcony i had snow i had slippers on i think i had this shirt on i had sweatpants on and um fucking i got like right by my balcony like went to just overextend to grab it and i fucking fell and i swung between the buildings like jesus man (laughs) lost my slippers and i was like yeah i was dumb and i pulled myself up (laughs) 
like gave him a heart attack. And then I realized that like the balcony, I mean, my balcony, the roof is over my balcony. So I could have just went to the roof and like dropped down instead of doing that. Dude, just call me next time before you think about doing these things. Cause I tell you not to do it. Yeah, that was, uh, that was not, that was not fun. Yeah, how I, did you get into hey, your house? How, how did you get in? I lost. Uh, I so I I went to the roof and I just rappelled down from the roof, which was a lot safer. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound much safer. Well, no, because my balcony is like extended. Uh, so like, okay. so like here's the roof and like here's my balcony. Yeah. So it's like you just drop right onto the balcony. Yeah, it's definitely better than fucking what I wanted to do the first time. <laughs> Yeah, that oh, was uh, crazy. So, how long were you living in the UK for? Why did you come to the UK as well? I came to the UK because the the scene here is not on par with the scene over there. Yeah, um, you can't grow as an artist here. I mean, for me personally, I don't like. There's there's only you can only get so big without going a certain route. What's the um, What's the route that you can take to get big? Here? Yeah. Um I guess uh you can go like sign with like relief or dirty bird yeah. or um repopulate Mars. All great labels. Yeah. You know. Um I guess um I guess you can count Rothenic. I, I but they have more of a presence over in Europe, I think. A bigger presence. I mean, they play they play around here a lot. Yeah, it's uh, a great label, um, but I wouldn't say it's it's le- it's Dirty Bird level or or no 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 no. Level. So like, I I just throw them in because it's like North American. Yeah, you know, like um, kind of labels. If there's other ones that I'm not sure of, probably I I just really don't know. Um, but like. I've been like in a place musically for a long time until about recently when I started writing music again, where it was like, it just, whatever was coming out when I was making it was coming out, you know? Yeah. And like, I, I do like that concept because I just don't want to be labeled. Like well, the worst, the worst question I get as a DJ is, or a producer is like, Oh, what kind of music do you make? What kind of music do you DJ? And I'm like, I, I DJ music that I like. Uh, I, I got. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I DJ one style of music. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a D, I'm a DJ. I'm supposed to be equipped for anything, right? Like, there's a lot of artists out there now. I think that just pigeonhole pigeonhole themselves into one sound, and when that wave goes, like they're they're lost. Yeah. It's like it's like they, they don't know how to do anything else. They don't know how to make anything else, and they might just be a little afraid to try something. I different. think the industry pigeonholes you. If I'm totally honest with you like well yeah i mean there's a lot of because yeah. it's like what you were saying like i've spoke about it loads but you almost have to attach yourself to certain record labels and certain record labels have their own sound and you have to make records from that certain sound yeah. and you have to make sure that your music fits with that sound and although a lot of the record labels say they don't they do um yeah. and i think absolutely do they have to if you know what i mean kind to, they don't have to but because at the end of the day our 
we our music is our business cards right so we have to make music to then get booked and then yeah you kind of want you need associations to start with when you're like first starting out yeah and then once you kind of build a fan base yourself you can kind of go out and do your own thing your own thing yeah um yeah i feel like there's a lot of guys that don't do their own thing though they're kind of just happy doing that which is cool i mean listen it's that's fine but like for me it's like I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm not trying to wait around and, like, force my fucking, force myself on the people. Be like, hey, you know, like, let me be here. Like, you know, and, like, do all those little things that I see some of these kids do to, like, get the attention of the bigger artists. And I'm kind of just like. Yeah, I agree. Is, I think, I think for me, it's like, <sighs> we need people that don't, that, that just kind of, it's that. I, I call I call it nine to fivers, right? We need people to, that work nine to five and we need people yeah. that enjoy working nine to five in, in the world. And that doesn't mean that people that work nine to five are worse than people that don't. But I, I look at the yeah. same in the DJ world is that you're, all, you're always going to have people that are just happy to write music and happy to release music and do shows to cover their rent each each month and things like that. Whereas you also need people that want to do different things and want to kind of change the industry up or give other people the opportunity, if you know what I mean, and start their own label, start their own nights, do their own tour and do do everything themselves. And that's why I kind of started the label because I don't, I want artists to be able to be artists. I don't want to like create yeah. this thing where every artist has to, do what I tell them to do sound wise, if you know what I mean. Um, Like for me, like next year, like some of the first two releases next year, no one's going to fucking, they don't have a clue that like, it wouldn't be something that I would normally release. And I wouldn't be able to release that on any other label apart from a major label. Yeah. And I don't want to sign to a major label. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is like what you're saying is that you got if you want to progress bigger and you want to kind of have full creative um, control control yeah about over everything then you've got to do it yourself. But there's Absolutely. also a time. I feel like there's a time when to do that. Yeah, and there's a time. You can't just like yeah start there you know what i mean well you can it's, it's just it's yeah it's, it's very just, rare that it works though yeah it's just gonna be yeah strap in because it's gonna take a while yeah which very is cool isn't that kind of how barclay started really anyway like he just started releasing his own music well i think less than, then, i think every every well it's a bit different how dirty bird kind of started dirty bird started with christian and justin and worthy at um, throwing parties at Golden Gate Bridge, and then Claude or Barkley got involved. Like I think second party in, and then Justin. They started it as a label. And then I don't know the full politics, but Claude kind of took it on. Um, but yeah, they they started a long time ago, and at the end of the day, it just takes us that one record. Yeah, Just, I guess just so. Justin I mean... was like an insane producer and Barkley wanted, I think Barkley wanted to manage him 
initially back in the day. And that's how it started. And then Barkley started making music for the label. Oh, man. Who's afraid of Detroit, man? Yeah, it's a great oh record. Oh, my God. Great record. Uh, Deep Throat. Yeah. These are all records that defined people. You know what I mean? Like, that everybody has, like, so that, that was the first of it. And then everything else was the rest. You well, know what like, I mean? Yeah, like, mo- pretty much like, every big, big person has... Yeah has one record that defines them and then everything yeah. after that record although there's some great records after some artists there isn't they've just capitalized yeah. on it yeah. like and just done an amazing job and i think i think that's why to me a guy like jamie is so important yeah um because he doesn't stop you know and you know like he's just always like I think the reason Hot Creation's success for so long is because he just always found a way to ev- make it evolve, you know. He 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 did it in a way where it stayed, it stayed with that still that like that signature kind of sound that he had. Yeah, and it just kind of just like it wrapped itself around other genres of the music, and it and he did it in a way where it was like. I guess did it in a way where it was digestible enough where it's going to have a massive following. Yeah. And then of course, like, of course, like, you know, anybody on hot creations that doesn't credit him like number one for the reason why they were making music. I mean, I'm sure there's people that don't, but like, it's just kind of like how, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, I I think for me that I think is like, it's Jamie, obviously jamie is a is a a interesting one because it was a remix that kind of got him massive his remix of hungry for the power hungry for the power yeah that that was that was i remember i i was working in ibiza then and i was uh i was working for the bbc for like a external production company yeah we were recording dj sets and i recorded him in space but it was in the red room which is the tiny room upstairs and it was for the for the radio on weekend in ibiza and it was just when hungry for the power came out and that room gets busy but i've literally people were crowd surfing when he dropped that record and and i think like i think when somebody has that record a record that big they have two options they either capitalize yeah. on it or they just rinse that record for what it is and then hope they have another one. Yeah. Um, and then they, and then you see, and then you're kind of, this sounds disrespectful, but then you're kind of, and it's not disrespectful at all, but it's kind of true. But then you're in that one hit wonder where yeah. Jamie, it felt like Jamie capitalized on it massively and yeah. the team around him did an amazing job and, he had hot creations and hot creations was popping off with, with Lee and they created a community. And I don't think people realize how important creating a community around your record label. Like look at drum code now, like drum code has been going for 20 years, 20 fucking years. Like that's a fucking long time and they've only really been big in the last like five yeah and you th- you think how long 
like you have to just keep fucking going and then if you don't keep going you're just you'll eventually get there and be like you you won't get there and you'll you'll look at yeah and you'll look at everybody else kind of doing shit and you'll be like why the fuck am i not doing it and it's because you're just not fucking working hard enough and it's because you're not capitalizing on all the opportunities you have yeah yeah um yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, but but I I think a lot of it now is like how how saturated everything kind of got a little bit. Um, I feel like I feel like there's there, there's certain there's certain parties that are really big now. Um, I'm not going to name any names because. I just don't want to. Um, <laughs> just in case you get booked uh, for them. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm not. Honestly, dude, like, I'm not even worried about that. You know, like, I, I know what I have to do now. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's my, my, I I got my, my, my playbook is up here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know what I have to do now. And it's like, if I do ever play one of these parties, it's cool. But it's like, I'm not going to be trying not to gonna be a, a resident. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't want to be a resident. I don't want to be. Like, I don't want to be under somebody. I want to have my own thing. You know, like it's just it, who I am. Fucking do it, yeah. and I will help yeah. you as much as you need, man. Like, I appreciate that, anybody bro. that wants anybody that's willing to put the work in to get to where they want to do. I'm, I'm all to support, man. Like, I think I know, I know, man. I, think I appreciate key, that. Um, like. All the stuff you've been doing on Trick. Let's talk about it. Like, how did yeah. how did how did it all start? Like, you and Patrick. I met Patrick through my friend AJ, AJ Christo, uh, in 2014 when AJ was living here, going to Dubspot when Dubspot was still a thing. And I met AJ through Mark Horsfall from the Vibe Killers and Max Chapman because yeah. we've been internet music buddies for a long time. They kind of just were like, "Yo." My friend AJ is, you know, moving out, you know, and at the time, they all three of them were, were like the heads of Resonance Records. And um, I met AJ, and like we, you know, obviously, the rest of that one is history. He's like, he's like one of my best friends. Yeah. Um, and um, Patrick came and played like before Pat, it was just like, I think, forget. Forget came out, and this is like the year of Forget. And Everboten, the club Everboten, when when they were still around, him and AJ played the side room to like just our friends, <laughs> right? So there was Patrick Topping in a little side room with ten people, okay, and. His girlfriend at the time, now wife Haley, was there, and we just like just hit it off, and we stayed really, really close. And my, but that's the thing about Patrick, like people like you, like anybody, like me, anybody that's like my friend, friend, like in this industry. I know most of you before you were all really, you know, really yeah. big. Like I know mean before he was a mean engine dance. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, um. So there's, there was a, there's like a, 
a relationship there. I shouldn't do this. this, this <laughs> Anybody listening now, Mikey oh. was having a good time. <laughs> I can have a double good time. You know? so, so, Sorry, so, um, Daddy D. I just called you by your real name there, man. That's okay. I just uh, just put it out there. My real name is Mike Paladino, everybody. Um, my social security number is... No. Uh, um, so like there was always this um there was always like that connection was always there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we got closer and closer and closer throughout the years, yeah. you know, where it was like it was at his wedding. Yeah. Um yeah, his wedding and, and and there was a point in his wedding where they hoisted him and Haley up on people's shoulders and Patrick's wing ring went flying. And I happened to be in the area and he's like looking at me like looked like he was about to get sick. It's like find my ring. I'm on the floor, my hands and knees, like <laughs> looking for this ring with my iPhone fucking light on. Just a bunch of Jordies jumping up and down, and uh, and then like someone tapped me and found it on the floor. I was like, good man, and like you know, yeah, about it. You guys, guy Patrick, man, you don't meet. They're not. They're, they're not like that, man. There's nobody's built like that. Cause it's the nicest person. Yeah. Him and Haley are the nicest people I've ever met that are completely selfless. Yeah, okay. Guys. Yeah. You know, like they are completely selfless, selfless people. They, they've done things for me without asking, like, like showing up in New York and being like, yeah, we're going to Kanye West at Madison Square Garden. I'm like, yeah. What? <laughs> you know, like, uh, like, oh, like, those, they're that kind of person, and it's amazing. And, like, and it's not even about that that's amazing. It's just that it's like, they don't, they don't just think for themselves, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah. And that's an amazing thing to do. It's like, everybody has a level of selfishness that's like, you know, it doesn't have to be destructive all the time, being selfish. You have to, you, know? you have to be selfish to, yeah. to, to, to kind of, get get where you want to be in life you have to be selfish to a certain extent but being selfish doesn't mean you have to hurt other people it doesn't mean other people have to have to uh, yeah you you don't kind of gain from other people's losses i think at the end of the day and yeah i think that's key absolutely like um when i went back to england in 2019 uh he had me he had me come out to Newcastle and like DJ his 30th birthday party. Like I DJ'd his 30th birthday party. You know what I mean? It was like, that was cool. Like me and Elliot. And it was like, it was me. And it's just like, he's from New York. <laughs> I know all these, I know all these people already, Patrick. They know I'm from New York. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, and then like, he was, he was asking me, and this is before like, I, I completely like went solo still and like he was he was asking me like yo i need vocals any vocals and i was kind of like yeah 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 give me something to work on you know and i just never got around and like he put an instagram st- story up one day he's like i'm looking for somebody to do vocals i knew it was directed at me too like i knew he was just trying to get me to like be like all right and then he sent me he sent me what now is Dungeon Freak and it had a had a vocal from some Detroit radio station on it that he couldn't get cleared. Yeah. And I think it I think it just worked out better this way anyway, because that vocal was very flat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he was just kind of like, all right, 
how do you want to do this? You know? And he's like, yeah, these ideas about like, I love the, and this is, and this is another thing on how fucking awesome he is as a person. He was using references that he used. I had, I said references in the songs in the song that he uses with his friends when they used to go out, you know, like the techno dungeon, the skits, you know, things like that. You know, he wanted me to say the C word and that just wasn't going to work as an American. (laughs) I just wasn't going to go and say that. Yeah. You can't say that. It just doesn't sound as good as well. No. And it sounds like I'm trying to fucking insult somebody. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that where I talk to Patrick. I'm not saying it. So, we, you know, we just kept bouncing the lyrics, but back and forth between me him and his manager, Morgan. And, and then finally, you know, I recorded it in the studio with my friend, Lytech, um, Manchester's brilliant producer, brilliant. Um, and um, I sent it over to him and he was just like, he gets, he's, he's got this thing that like he gets excited and he'll send you a voice note. And he's just like, he's so happy. And like in the Geordie accent, he's got this the soft spoken voice, and it's just he's always so happy. Every time he's like on yeah. Instagram or like anything, he's just always like super happy and just like yeah, just it's, it's so nice to see. Always yeah, buzz, man. always I buzzing. Mean, That's what he is. Always buzzing. Always buzzing. Yeah, <laughs> buzzing. Chuffed to bits. Yeah, yeah. Such um, an English word. Chuffed to bits is such an English word. What yeah. you're saying. So, so then, like, the Daddy Dito name kind of just, like, came out in that song. And it was kind of, like, there was really no, like, like reasoning behind the name other than, like, it was just, at first, it just sounded really funny. So, it was, like, <laughs> I'm a funny guy. Let this work for me, you know? And then it just became this this minister of dark music. It's worked. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's definitely works, dude. You know, from there it was tracks with Ghetto Blaster, Iowa. Um, I have one with Mean and Dance. Obviously the two with you that just came out, which I fucking love. Um, and I'm doing one for Felix Leiter. Cool. Um, I got some other, and then I just do now. I just I do all the vocals on on my tracks, you know. Like yeah. Now, like Sash, Sash that came out on Authentic, I did the vocal on. Um, uh, it's just I suck at fucking warping, so <laughs> it's just better for me to do my vocals on the track. <laughs> I can use a little little clip here and there of the things, so. You know, like I'm, I'm like the master rigger when it comes to producing. Like I, um, I have a very basic and 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 you know, very basic and uh, primordial way of going about it. I guess like, <laughs> that comes that comes with time, though, man. That comes with time. It's like it's not. No, but I, it's it's my comfort zone. You know, like yeah. I go to the studio. There's all the stuff that's there. It's just just want to keep. It I don't simple. know. Like, it, I like the way I do it, you know. I think There's no rules. No, there isn't. And I think simplicity is the key. Like some of my most successful records are the ones that like have five tracks on and it's like it's just about the vibe. Yeah. I mean I also see a lot of a lot of producers out there that have all this gear and it's like 
You're not even using it. What are you doing with it? Well, half of this I don't use. I've got like a whole yeah. studio. Well, kind of whole studio of just like I use the Moog and I use the two drum machines and then everything else at the back. I just don't really use. It's just kind of pointless. Um, this is my stu- This is my studio. Yeah, you're just laptop. <laughs> it's the way forward. Yeah, that's my studio, man. Um, uh, it's just hey, listen. Like I said, there's no rules, dude. I know a lot of people that they're like, I gotta get this analog here. I gotta get this analog here. I can't do it without it. And I'm just kind of like, well, you can, and no one's gonna really know the difference. Nah, because I think at the end of the day, like you can have. A- the best setup in the world, but if you can't make good music, it's still going to sound shit. Exactly. Like, just because, yeah, like, don't get me wrong, some analog stuff sounds great. Like, I, I'm I'm writing, like, an 80s record at the moment, and I don't have, a, like, Juno 60 or Juno 106 or anything like that. And uh, Shadow, I know Shadow Child has like literally every synth in the world and is like a proper like engineer, proper amazing producer and like a proper gearhead. And I called him and was like, well, I texted him, I was like, mate, I need a hand. I need a, I need a proper like 80s bass sound. And he was like, use this, this synth. And I was like, it's just not right. And he, he, pulled the, he pulled the like soft synth up and he's like, yeah, the like attack's not right. And it just didn't sound as, proper as it should and he was like just send the midi over and i'll record it through the through the the original synth and like if when you're trying to do that and like emulate a sound and you need a specific sound yeah you have you kind of sometimes have to go to hardware unless you want to kind of spend a load of extra work but you can do everything in the box and you don't need anything yeah yeah, exactly, dude. It's like your mind is the biggest tool, you know? And that's like, you can't use that right. It doesn't matter what you have in front of you. Yeah. Like, I had a piece of analog gear in front of me once. I DM'd Jimmy Edgar and he never answered me. So I was like, I'm <laughs> done with that one. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, Jimmy, yeah. did Jimmy Edgar ever DM you back? Ever? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I, think I, I think I DM'd him once and he responded once and then never again. What happened yeah, to him? Like, what happened to him? Like, where's he gone? He's got, he produces hip hop now, bro. <sighs> it's amazing. It's very experimental stuff, and I like it. Yeah. And I like the way it sounds. Yeah, because it's very Jimmy Edgar, just hip hop. You know I, what I mean? I, I used to love his, like, house and techno. So good. Is it cold in yeah. there? No, it's hot. I had the heat on, dude. And my room is small. My room is closed. And uh, I was baking in here. Dude, and now, you're all fancy. You've got air conditioning in your bedroom in New York. Like, that's unheard of. You're British. No one has air conditioning. No, I know. But you're in New York. Like, everyone usually just has window air conditioning. Dude, I fucking... Yeah, I don't get those people. Um, <laughs> um, being in England, I'll see now there's the big conception over here that it's always raining and it's always shitty in England, no matter what time of year it is. And I'm like, that's not really true. Um, from like April to like the middle of July and the July, it gets pretty nice. We've had like, hot. we've had the like best weather this, like if coronavirus, like I know coronavirus has turned it into a bit of a strange year, but 
we've been so lucky with weather. We from like March up until now, we've had really good weather. This weather, this wind summer, we had like insane weather. It was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, dude, like British summers, bro, they're amazing. They're like, the and best. people and people like appreciate the shit out of it there. Yeah. Because they know what they have for eight months out of the year. And like everybody's out and everybody's active. And yeah. it's like Yeah, like I loved I loved that. I god damn it, I miss the UK so much. I miss it. When are you planning on coming back? <sighs> I mean, <laughs> are, you, are you trying to make any plans or not or are you just like playing it by ear? i mean i i know i'm gonna come back and just when is when is you know whenever they roll out a vaccine oh vaccine are you gonna take it are you gonna take it yeah because i'm not a moron like come <laughs> on like i'm not gonna take it you're gonna know where i am i'm not gonna take it they're trying to give me autism get out of here i saw the other day i saw neither of those are true (laughs) i saw the other day on instagram it was on someone's story and you know the swab test that they're testing for covid i saw i saw on there that they somebody has got a conspiracy theory that they put microchips in the swab so when it goes to the back of your throat they can then track you i'm like that like i'm like oh my fucking god like do you really think they give a fuck about you that much the time it took to make that many people dumber by posting that you already signed you already signed into instagram and they know where you are anyway so you know yeah it's wild i can't wait till it comes out i i will definitely take it i'll take six of them i'll be like give me six those five people don't want it give it to me give it to me i watched i watched contagion last night for the first time have you seen it no bruv it's fucking mad like matt damon literally or whoever produced it 2011 they literally it was it's literally what's happened now yeah okay so contagion right like you know in 1988 a guy named dean Koontz wrote a book and he and it was about a mother going to save a son in wuhan china from a (laughs) Chemical biological weapon called the Wuhan 400. Are you 1988. Say, are you saying it's China's fault? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's their fault, but I feel like we wouldn't be in this problem if it wasn't because of them. Yeah, let's be honest. China fucked us all. I'm sorry. Kind of sorry. Uh, cry about it and follow me on instagram um <laughs> um yeah i mean i'm uh, just you know just just from following the tea leaves that's where it goes back to and i have no proof of it coming from anywhere else so i have no reason to ever speculate it coming from anywhere else well i think they actually yeah. have proven that it's come from wuhan and a lot the lab from wuhan they 100 percent have like oh so it did but it didn't come from america first like america sent it there like no. you know like the, all the other crazy shit that people say no you know, it's like, literally got made in a lab in wuhan yeah. and it's been proven that it's been it was made as well it's not been kind of like it's not a natural thing it's just got made but i also love that 
everybody around the world cared about who was president of the United States and then continues to hate Americans. I don't, I don't get that one. <laughs> Do you know why? Do you know why? It's no because, one cares about Boris Johnson here, I promise. Do you, do you know why that is the case, though? It's because America tells everyone they have to give a fuck. Is it? Yeah. Do they? 100%. Because so, America... I, I know what you mean by that. Like, All right, now I know what you mean. Yeah, that. it's okay. like, not American people, but the... Like... The whole presidential thing, even with Obama, like what it, it started with Obama. When Obama got in, it was like world news, right? Yeah. Like, I can guarantee you, I'll say like Boris Johnson to um, somebody in the UK, and they'll be like, oh, he's like Trump, isn't he? In the US, sorry. And they'll be like, oh, he's like Trump, isn't it? And it's like, it's Some just. Some would. I don't think the majority would even know who you're talking about. True. Depends where you go. Yeah. It but, depends on what what time you're watching CNN or Fox. <laughs> do you think? Do you think it's just because America is just so big and powerful that the it's, I, I, that the rest of the also world has to massive. We're also a massive cultural influence on the world. Yeah. Huge. I mean, I mean, house and techno came from America. Oh shit! Did it? It's American. American music. Did it? Yeah, a little bit. There's this guy <laughs> called Frankie Knuckles, and then there's there's this DJ called Larry Levan, who became the original famous DJ. Dude, know? I had Chip E on the podcast, who was like the original person to release a house record. First guy yeah, to release a house record in like 1985, I think. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, man. And then. What's the difference then? Of... So, like, you're American, clearly. Yeah. But why do you think the scene's better here? Oh, uh, let's. I am American, but let's make, make something very clear. <laughs> there's New York, and then there's everywhere else. Yeah, New York's just a different country. We're a different breed. It's so different. Yeah, we're a different breed. Um, but yeah, so I mean, dude, like, obviously, like, uh, I mean, it started small here when we. Like, dude, when I started going out here and started DJing, all the clubs were in New York City. All yeah. the clubs were in Manhattan. Yeah, they. I remember. They were. And the vibe and the energy, it was amazing, dude. And all of a sudden, dude, like 2012 is when it really started to shift. And it just changed, man. It just absolutely changed. What was that about, yeah. though? Like, what happened? Because, I, like, I remember when I first came to New York, like, you wouldn't really go to Brooklyn because it wasn't Brooklyn safe. Was... Like, you just wouldn't go. Yeah, Brooklyn was not, you know. Um, it's not the place to go. It was just Manhattan. But what what changed? What was it? Um, gentrification. <laughs> um, that changed. People not wanting clubs in Manhattan anymore because residents were just sick of them. Yeah. So places, places kind of just folded to the city, you know, and it's a real shame. Um, and then after a while, like right now, dude, the scene, even before COVID here, this scene is decimated. It's well, absolutely decimated. It, I disagree with that to a certain extent because you've got some amazing things that happen in in 
New York, but it's not like there's a commute. It's not like there's a huge community around it, right? So you got Brooklyn Mirage, right, which is yeah. fucking one of the best venues in America. Yeah, if you're playing it, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> there's, there's not much of a there's not much of a community when it comes to like super underground shit. And like, well, there is no, there is, there is, but. It's so small, and even in that community, everybody's in clicks. Yeah, but so you see, but do you not think that's I see? I I had this conversation with Gene Gene Ferris, and yeah. I feel the same about the UK. It yeah, is, but but see, the, the difference is, people in the UK, they know what they are listening to. They're not going to go to a party just because their friends are going if they don't like the music. I disagree. See, I, in my experience, yeah. I don't see that. I disagree. You know? I think... Do you think so? Yeah, I think... I can guarantee you. Like, it's fashion for me. Like, I think it's what's fashionable at that time. I mean, dude, I I know there's a lot of going, uh, that going on in the UK, actually. Because there's British DJs that want to be American rappers and they don't get it. <laughs> Who's this? Um, no, I, I, I just think that, do you know what I think it is? It's for me, it's you're either in the click in the city, right? You're you're either the the person in the clique, and you can do very well if you're like in that clique if you want to, yeah. if, if you really want to. However, majority of the people in the clique are never gonna go, never gonna do that well in life, in in their career, in music career. They're just in the clique, and there's gonna be one or two people that do well, but yeah, here they don't get that far though. You know what I mean? No, but you don't At get that far anywhere. No, but what I mean is like people there can throw a party and they can have a lot of people go. People here throw a party and it's a success if 40 people are there. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. where it's different. I, I don't know. And there's no, cl- there's no clubs here, dude. Other yeah, than that's, that's the no- issue. There's no... There's no real clubs. I think if you had like output, like let's be honest, output was, oh, was a great I club, know. man. Great club, but Mirage took it over realistically. Like the minute Mirage opened, it was game over for output. Yeah, but that's not why. Um, that's not really the reason why. The it's city not the reason. Closed down. It's not the reason. The city kind of closed it down. The city closed it down. Yeah, but come on, man. I mean, every, I mean, yeah, every, it did hurt. Don't get me wrong. Every club has its time, right? It does, but that's the shame, <laughs> you know? I feel like places out there last a lot longer. It, it, I don't know, man. I have, I have a better time out there, man. People, I whenever I've played a party or been at a party there, it's like people are legit having a good time. Yeah. Here is, here is everybody standing around. New York is New York's New York's a hard city to play in a really hard city. Nobody dance because nobody dances. Yeah. Everyone's too cool to dance. (laughs) And if you get them dancing, you fucking, you've done a good job. Red room. I played red room last time. You weren't in town. You were over here and 
that was literally one of my favorite shows on the tour because I managed to get New York to dance and it took a while, but it was, it was good. But that's, that's why I love New York because it's just, they just fucking hate you until you prove them that, that until they prove, until you prove to them that you're good enough. I know. Right. Why is it not the <laughs> other way around? What? Why does everybody have to have this negative, like this negative aspect on their face? Like, I hate people. I hate people that are like, I don't trust anybody. I'm like, well, you must live a shitty life. I mean, like, like I don't trust anybody. I'm like, well, how insecure are you actually? And who hurt you? Let's talk about this. Yeah. You know, like, well, it goes back like, to what you were I'm saying good. at the beginning. And it kind of goes yeah. back to that is like, what you were saying, what happened to you where is that like realization that you have to take responsibility in your life. A lot of these people don't want to take responsibility. They're earning shit, shit tons of money working in the city. Like they have these great apartments, like and sh- fucking bank just don't have, they don't know. Some of them what, are, dude. They don't know. Some what of them, normality some of them are, is. Dude. Some of them, I don't even know how they pay rent. So I mean, like, I, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like um you know I mean, i'm not talking about like not paying rent during covid because it's been hard for everybody yeah, yeah. i'm talking about even even before that i'm kind of just like how are these people doing this like right yeah. now you know um but it's just like this is this has become very far from what it originally was yeah, yeah. house music and I, and I hate it. And like when I start my label, dude, I'm starting to, um, I'm going to start a, a website and it's going to be a subscription. I haven't really set the price yet. You'll get like complimentary mission plus one to the parties for the month, free content, discount on merch, things like that. And do a podcast too, like talk to artists and throw the set out. But you can only listen to, the one-on-one with the artist if you're a subscriber yeah like patreon kind of vibe yeah because i feel like the people that will subscribe are the people that want to be there for the right reason well again it goes back to building a community right yeah i think but i want i in a sense i want to vet the people that come to my party though (laughs) why though because i don't want anybody there that's not going to be there for the right reasons but could you want somebody there that's not there for the right reasons and then they convert? Well, that's the whole idea of the person that's a subscriber having a plus one. Okay. Yeah. Because so my, my aim every time, like every time I, I get into a club, I think that 80, 90% of the people don't have a clue who I am. That's, that's my view on it. When I get to a yeah. club, even if it's sold out, I get to a club and I'm like, okay, 10% of these people know me and know at least one of my records. 90% of these people have probably, they don't know who I am or their friends have just told them that they have to come and see me or they've seen me on a lineup somewhere else and they're like, oh, I need to go see this person. They don't know my music. They don't do any of that. So it's my job to go into the club and make sure they have the fucking best night of their life so then they will come and see me again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's you know, I, I that is, that's still, that's still, I think, a part of it. But I think a lot more people now, if they've never even seen you DJ before, 
they've more than likely heard your music, you know? Um, so that's where it's there. Because back in the day, dude, it wasn't like that. Because one, nobody was really producing. So it was like, how did, how did you go see a DJ and hear about this DJ other than some kind of word of mouth thing and walk in with some kind of skepticism? Well, do you think that's because People, DJs are now famous? And it's turned um, like because you never used to see the DJ. You know, the DJ was never. It was just you'd go to a club because you know they played good music and you know it'd be open to like six in the morning. Where now yeah, it's like really, yeah. every DJ is a fucking rock star. Every DJ worries about how many likes they've got and all of that yeah. shit. Yeah, mental illness. Um. Uh. I. Yeah, I guess I think there's a lot of a lot of facade out there. Awesome. A lot of DJs wake up in the morning and put a mask on. Um, and that's not a, a reflection of who they really are. And um, you know what? Hats off to them. You know what I mean? Like that's, if that's how you can go about doing it, good for you. You know what I mean? There's no longevity in that though, is there? No, there's not because it's not authentic. You know? Yeah. And people sooner or later figure that out. The truth always comes out, yeah. you know? And that's why I just always gonna just be me. I'm like, hate it or love it, here I am. You yeah. have to, man, you have to. Yeah. And uh, that's, you know, like, I, I don't get like why artists don't wanna do that. Well, I think I could be wrong, but I think what happens is as an artist like i would i did it for years did it at the beginning of my career like for me it was a huge thing where i my first big record was called big booty and it wasn't even that big it was just bigger it was the biggest record i had at that time and everyone was playing it jamie jones seth troxler eats everything mk like all the dirty bird guys they were all playing it but jamie was the first one patrick was playing it but that was before patrick was big it was like patrick was just coming through and it was like jamie was the one that was playing it every week in ibiza and everyone would get videos and shit like that and then jamie spoke i spoke to jamie and then he asked me to do a remix for him and stuff like that and then I was like, oh, Jamie Jones likes my music. I have to now write music for Hot Creations and now I have to change my sound so it fits with Hot Creations. And I quit music because I was so fucking unhappy that I was just trying to write music for Hot Creations. And I didn't, I didn't do the thing in my head where I was like, wait, Will, Jamie liked your music as you. Didn't like your music trying to be Hot Creations. And I think that's the thing that a lot of artists do is they get a bit of love and you, you ought like for me, I was just automatic. I have to make music that Jamie Jones likes. I never expected Jamie Jones to play that record. And that was years ago, but it takes a while for, it took ages for me to be like, I just have to do what I have to do that makes me happy. Like I have to release music. I don't, I don't really care what other people think about my music now. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't like some of the releases next year on my label. I'm not even going to do a DJ promo because I know DJs aren't going to play it, but realistically the real people are the people that are going to buy tickets to my shows. 
Yeah. That's who, that's what matters to me. Does a DJ playing your song like actually really do much for you anymore? I think it depends. Like, it, um, and I mean that in a, in a real genuine way because I, I just don't feel like it has the same effect. I think it depends. I think... Did your AC not even turn on? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you have to sweat it out. Um, I think the issue yeah. is, is there's pros and cons to people playing your record. No, there isn't any cons. If people's playing your records, it's great. Um, I think the more people that play your records, the more people hear it and the more people shazam it. And then when they shazam it, that then turns into streams or turns into beatport buys and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I think it's just very hard nowadays to actually get people to play your records because there's so much out there. And yeah. unless you have relationships with the like bigger DJs, like I haven't looked at my promo email pretty much the whole of lockdown. So all of those records that have just kind of, I don't look at my promo email anyway. I'd rather just go and buy and look for it and, and ask my mates if they've got any new records. So there's that yeah. catch 22 isn't it like of course i want djs to play my records but then i can't expect them to because i don't really play their records yeah so it's that kind of respect thing there's a few yeah. artists there's a few mates that i will play pretty much every record they send me yeah that's just because i like yeah. what they do yeah but it's sort of how it should be you know um i uh Obviously, I'm not. I can't go and drop. Um, will you dial me on the dance floor um, anytime soon, anywhere? Unless I'm gonna really annoy somebody. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man. I mean, you know, I I love playing my friends' records and stuff like that. But I don't know, man. My style's my style's different. I, I mean, I um, like I said, I don't play just one thing. I like when there's some kind of progression. Of like insanity going on yeah you know, like start somewhere finish somewhere completely different and the middle will be completely different from both of those you know? yeah yeah take that you just gotta do your thing man i'm loud and enigmatic and that comes out when i make music and play music are you gonna are you gonna do vocals live yeah um i've i've had a little like test runs with that where they weren't necessarily live it was just me kind of just like lip singing or like when Dungeon Free came out, Patrick played in New York and I got right in the front of the stage with everybody in, in my fashion and no shirt on, jacket. <laughs> giving everybody a high five, getting in like girls' faces and like I never fucking like in you know, like cameras and shit. Like um I feel like you could really grow time. something out of this. I feel like I feel like you're onto a winner if you really keep it up. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, like, am I just am I just a DJ and a producer, or am I an entertainer? I mean, I'm an entertainer. I'm an entertainer in my normal life. You, know? you are. What you're I like, like the biggest character. I one of the biggest characters I know. And not saying like you're one of those just dickheads that has to be the the center of attention. You are literally like a character. You're like in the nicest way possible. Like I I I met you. I can't even remember when I met. When did we same meet? year I met Patrick? Was it? yeah and like we've been friends ever since and it's just like yeah i just like 
your whole persona of how you are as a person is just like insane. I love it. Like I, I know every conversation I have with you is going to be great. I know that. <laughs> I know that. I know that every time I'm out with you, it's going to be fucking fun. It's just going to always be fun. And like, I think it goes back to being yourself. I just be yourself, man. Like people will yeah, love that. Yeah. People will love that. And like, yeah. I mean, the only person I know how to be is me, man. You know, yeah. like that's that's just what I am. And like, yeah, I'm not perfect, you know. But Who like, is, man? I'm damn close to it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm man. aging like a fine wine, so it's good. I'm aging like a fucking scrumpy cider. It's not good over here, man. It's not it's good. sexy. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, dude. We've just done an hour. Okay. Let's uh, let's wrap it up, man. Okay. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Thanks for being on the uh, records. They're fucking dope. For, man, come on, man. That, that was amazing. I've been in love with those things ever since you sent it back. It's, it's such a shame clubs aren't open because... I know, dude. Those... Those would have been... Those would have been ones to hear in a club. I probably would have shit my pants. <laughs> If you do, send me a picture. I will. I will. <laughs> I'll hold it in my hand. Like this. <laughs> will just made me shit. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I've. Yeah, been, go get go get that if you haven't got it already. Like, yeah. Last rave EP on Trick. Go get that right now. Yeah, man. Thank so, you. Thank support you will and support support Amara, Support Maggie Ward. Support support Trick. I agree. It's a great yeah. label. It's doing great things. But yeah, thank you yeah. for being on the records, man. You killed it. It was a uh, thank you, man. It's fun. I'm looking forward to doing more. Of course, we'll have to get you. We'll have to do a follow up next year. Absolutely. Although next year is That's like in like f- four weeks' time. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm so happy about saying absolutely. <laughs> it's crazy. January first is gonna roll around and be like, yeah, remember when you said we gotta do a follow up next year? Let's do it. Dude, yeah, I've, let's written, do it. I've written so much music recently. I'm yeah, still- I I took a break for a month. Nice. I had to because I started the Wall Street thing, and um, then um, now I'm getting back into it. I'm just motivated again. How is sorry? How is Wall Street? I want to know about this. You're oh, literally the mo- you're, in fact, you're actually the most Jordan Belfort guy I know. <laughs> <laughs> what What are you doing? It What are you doing in Wall Street? selling like do line of credit for businesses uh getting them the government funding and everything that's available because of covid and uh credit re- credit repair for the, their personal credit um and then debt consolidation on any kind of loans they have out yeah so like so it's like you know making a difference and making a lot of money doing so so it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's cool you know what i mean and like it's like i work on fucking well i was an electrician I worked construction my whole life. Yeah. I went to Catholic school my whole life. <laughs> did you All did right? you ever get played with by some priests? Once or twice. That's all right though. Um was it a good experience? <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um uh no, I never did actually. The priests that I know from those schools were, were top notch people. You know? You don't often hear that. They were yeah, they were they were really top notch people. And um and uh you know, from there, dropped out of college, uh, and then worked as construction, moved to England, and now I'm doing 
fucking finance on Wall Street. Hey, the fucking wolf of Wall Street. That's it. The dad of Wall Street. Daddy Dino of Wall Street. Yeah, the double D of Wall Street. What's what's the label going to be called if you decided that? Oh, yeah. It's Cozy Tracks. Nice. I like that. C-O-Z-T-R-A-X. Cozy Tracks. Yeah, nice. me, Kevin. Me, Kevin, says, and my friend Jose, San Jose, we're starting it. And we're going to release an edit mixtape on the website when we drop the, the label and launch. We did, like, I'm a Dreamer, Ready for the World, Oh, Sheila, which is a maniacal edit. It's really... I've never heard a song. I have to send it to you. It's really, really, really crazy. And then we did um, DJ H and Steffi, Come On Boy, Larry Levin. We did an edit to that as well. Sick. Yeah. And we're going to do some more. We just our, All our schedules have been wild recently. We'll are you, you going to hold out till COVID kind of dies? Absolutely, dude. Yeah. There's no point for it to go out there right now. Yeah, it's just, especially just club music, just generally, it's just not fucking worth it, man. Yeah. Although there is that, there is that like, keep going, keep going on, but I think true club music, it's just pointless. Yeah, right now it is. Right now it absolutely is. Yeah, such a shame. Right, dude, let's wrap this up. Love you, dude. I thought it was a bad note like that, though. Come on, things are going to get better, guys. With get the, the vaccine. With the vaccine. Don't be silly. Take You've the been vaccine. vaccinated before in your life. Get it. <laughs> oh, mate, so many people have asked me if I'm going to take it. So I do like a Donald Trump thing. Get the vaccine. <laughs> get the- <laughs> Donald Trump. Game over, son. Yeah. Bye-bye, um, Trump. See ya. On to the next harbor of destruction. On to the next Trump. On to the next Grim Reaper. Oh my God. I got shit from one of my close friends in America for not talking about, not telling people to vote on my social media. It's not your business. And I was like, I'm English. And you're you're a DJ. You're not a politician. Yeah, I'm not. I like... And I also have fans that vote Trump and Biden. Like I don't. And I'm still, and I'm still friends with that. Exactly. You know, like whatever. Like, yeah. It's just like who cares? Get over yourself, who cares? people. Right, dude. Yeah. Um, stay on. But how can people follow you? Uh, at Daddy Dino NYC Instagram, Daddy Dino on SoundCloud. I don't do Facebook because Facebook is toxic. Um, and yeah, that's it. The at Daddy Dino NYC is my Instagram. Try to help me get to five thousand followers, so I feel cool. <laughs> no. um, yeah, I mean, there I am. I'm there. If you want to see my stories of me singing, um, like lip singing, and um, you know, being annoying, I'm there. It's so. it's a good Instagram to follow people. So go follow him. Got a lot of sexy content, so I do like that. <laughs> yeah. Just to end it off on a good note like oh, that. Fuck, dude, I miss you. I miss, miss you, man. You, man. Um, I miss you. Keep safe out there, and I love you lots. And I see you soon, man. You too, bro. I love you. And that is a wrap. I hope you enjoyed it. I loved it. I love that guy so much. He's amazing. Have a great week. Keep safe. Share it if you can subscribe. But that would be amazing. Keeps the podcast going. Give us a little review as well. Love you lots.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.